This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Hour three of Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can check us on the My Talk app. Lori is here. Julia is out. Brittany's in. I'm Holly. And Brittany even comes with her own theme song. So. <laughs> yep. I brought this CD for us. <laughs> Wonderful. Did you have to wipe it on your pants to yeah. get the scratches out? Of course, because it was just loosely in my car around, you know, <laughs> flying around. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we thank you for it. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, you guys. I always just, I am, I am learning <laughs> so much here today. This is the first time I've had actual, I'm enthralled. Lori has made me enthralled <laughs> with the royal family. Oh, I mean, it, it really, because this doesn't happen often and it's so epically it's just like if you it it is just like i don't know well you can tell that the british that the firm mm-hmm. as megan markle called it in the interview clip you can tell that they are panicking because of all the crap stories that they've been leaking in the past couple of days like we said uh, just before we went to break and they're panicking over all the Fake, bad, hurtful stories yes. that they knew were deliberately wrong and that were coming. They could have stopped that. Yeah. That could have been stopped. Now they're they're playing their hand. Yeah. Showing their hand with um being so panicked. They're drawing so much attention instead of never complain, never explain. Yeah. They 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 were not they were really unkind and then they got stubborn about yeah. their unkindness and then refused to see it and then by then i mean you know you you no one is going to stand for that you know there's a lot of parallels i feel like between a lot of these stories of people's egos getting in the way like chris harrison trying to take you know control of a narrative and not being able to handle the story where it gets like out of control. He tells Michael Strain, I'm working with the race educator. Yeah, I think... I'm he- like, okay, well, that's good, but I mean, the fact that you can't even understand, like, the, I mean, sometimes it is just good to admit that you were just an absolute it's- idiot and didn't have... Be... Be sincere. This I don't know Absolutely. why people have a problem with with uh, being truly, truly sincere. But sometimes people don't really get it. They're like, there's he might truly be baffled still. You, you know, and I think that there's something about you know, with everyone likes to jump on to say it's cancel culture. But I think that if we could it's change the narrative, thank culture. You. Absolutely, I think that is yeah. where we're at. And I think admitting 
that like you can grow and evolve and learn and change and you've made mistakes in the past. Like, I think that is so. Isn't that one of the things our parents say to us? Exactly. When we have like we really do some we're involved with something not nice. Maybe it's nasty. Maybe it was me. Maybe it's the first time like you were involved at sixth grade and you inadvertently got involved in a bullying situation. And, yeah. you know, your mom found out from another mom and your mom would talk to you and she'd be like, we don't do that. Yeah. We don't make people feel left. I mean, you just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe 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 females have we do get more of that. Maybe that's said to us more. Or, maybe that, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. know. But there's something I have about no idea. we. You know, we we were just talking about also like Alec Baldwin. Same kind of idea where it's like your ego really told you that you were going to go and yell at Twitter and everyone was going to go a video he, for ten minutes. He, Yay, yeah, Alan. Yeah, thanks, Alec, for explaining that to me. Yeah, I mean, it's Alan. just these egos. Alan. <laughs> you know what? That would be if he yeah. heard that. It would be the yeah. best ego check for and, him. And you know what? It, it, the thing is, like, he's one of the. He, we had one of the funniest, genuine uh, moments with Alec Baldwin on a uh, red carpet. Yeah. His age, or his manager was like literally tugging him along. Mm-hmm. And we were so begging him because he really, really is a handsome guy in person. Yeah. And, um, he was on 30 Rock. That's I why was, he was on the red carpet. Yes. and. And he came up, oh, ladies, ladies, hey, hey, what do you got? What do you got? Who are you with? You know, we're just like, <laughs> we have the audio of it. And Julia, we're, just, we're from Minnesota. We didn't have a question. We, we just want to tell you, you look hot. We love you. We love your show, 30 Rock. He was really nice. So he is one of these guys that can be savvy like that on yeah. like a red carpet. But I don't know. I think that he should listen to himself and really and truly he is a man of seven children now I or know. eight or whatever it is. And um, he's 62 and he, he doesn't need to be spending time yelling at social media at himself, filming himself. <laughs> it's literally the old man yelling at the clouds. You have all those kids and I'm worried about your blood pressure. Dude. I am absolutely terrified for you and it your is. choices. Well, yeah. thanks for going on that side thing. But it's just, it's just, it's just interesting how a lot of our stories have that in common. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, by the way, mm. you know, if you did notice Jason Sudeikis with the saddest winner's face of all time at the Golden Globes. Yes. On his little Zoom and his little candy colored hoodie. His which little I guess, tie-dye, yeah. I guess it's his sister's dance studio. Yes. Whatever that was. Um, uh, but anyway, and, you know, he really did seem like out. And I said he was heartbroken. Yeah. Because Olivia's living in... She's come back and has to quarantine for two weeks while her boyfriend quarantines at whatever, the St. Regis. Yeah. And Jason just has, you know, a couple weeks to get back together with her. So what comes out today? Heartbroken Jason Sudeikis, not ready for a serious romance with the girl he's been seen with. Here's this. uh, Jason has not moved in with Keely. He remains still heartbroken over Olivia and isn't ready for another serious relationship. Well, if you were Keely, are you breaking up with him or are you just saying, when's our next hotel date? I would say, (laughs) hold on. I think he is so cute and he was so good. Uh, You know, Apple didn't make a lot. Would that make you mad that he name checked you in some PR? No. 
about then that he's still heartbroken over Olivia. I mean, I guess I guess what it's all about your expectations going and dating, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to date somebody who just broke up with a her, I would well, know that I am not. No, they've been broken up since last June. But I mean, like that's still pretty. Re- She's moved on to Harry Styles very publicly. I personally would you be mad? I would be mad. I for Keely, I would just say that is the last good you're going to get from me, and he'd have to really. <laughs> Work to call me back. I'm just saying. He's name checking my name. Yeah. And then saying that, very specific in his PR, he's still heartbroken over Olivia. Jeez, when you put it like that. I mean, he looked, he looked, he looked like we all did in our last Zoom happy hour that we'd like to have in 2021. That's exactly, he literally embodied how I feel when I, I am forced to be on a Zoom meeting. I, I, you know, I feel for Jason having, like, that'd be hard to compete with Harry Styles. I know. Although Jason's got his age and the fact that he's the father of the children going for him. Because he, he and Olivia are, like, the same age. He seems funny. And t- Harry's 27, so he might not be quite as ready to... Take on the children. Well, that's yeah, that's I big baggage. having fun. Yeah, I think they are having fun. He, you know, he had the kids the whole time. Jason did. Yeah, it's a different so when world. when she was filming that movie, Don't Worry Darling, I mean, they really had an onset romance. I'm kind of jealous. I know. Well, I think you we know? all are. In she some didn't ways. have her kids. They were quarantined in a movie bubble. That's a different world. Ho, ho, it's ho. like deployments. People act like <laughs> yeah. it's a different world, and it, it is, is a, a different, different world. world. You don't have your kids. You don't have normal responsibilities like yeah. you normally have, and it's so easy to so forget So we'll see kind of what happens with these guys. I, I think you're... If right. I were, if I were t- um, you know, Jason's friend, I would just, you know, really tell him maybe hold out some hope. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right, and also, like... If it doesn't bother him, if he can be okay with sometimes people... People, people leave the area. You yeah, know, I think so. I for, think for good reasons. I and mean, maybe you'll come back together. You know, everything doesn't have to be breaking up about that. I, I taking a look at Keely Hazel. She definitely doesn't look like somebody's second runner up. So I think you're right. I don't think her. I don't think she's happy about this uh, little story either. that showed up in page six, courtesy of Jason's People. Exclusively. Exclusively. Exclusive. And see, he would also like Olivia, you know, that that story, you know, that that could her. warm her heart. She doesn't know. I mean, you know, we don't know. Everybody's in an orgasmic haze. <laughs> Except for Jason. <laughs> and Except a, for Jason. Maybe. He's in another kind of haze. Yeah. Absolutely. Very well and yeah. as, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Stay there. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, well, the other thing I was just going to say is that I was reading... Just wanted to get a little bit more information because, of course, obviously, you know, just like three weeks ago, I said to Julia, I go, so we're really not going to L.A. for the Sega Wars. And she goes, "Um, why have you not known that? And I said, I kept holding out hope. And when they moved into April 4th, I thought, well, maybe... um, Maybe there's going to be a way, yeah. and then I was just like, no, there's not. And But I really, my magical thinking allowed somehow... You needed that hope. You needed to you carry that hope. You were trying to hope. manifest it. I, I was trying to manifest. But anyway, um, yeah, someone at the SAGs, you know, they heard the news that the good people at home don't want to watch uh, celebrities on a Zoom meeting, an award show, and they've 
tighten down. They're going to give 13 of their 15 awards in a one-hour thing. That show has never had a host. Yeah. They've experimented a couple different times. They're just going to do the I Am and the Actor segment, and the winners will know ahead of time. Do you think that's, you think that's better? No, it's just they're... they're You're giving it a different go. They're going to try they to They realize take. that, you know, really, in the SAG Award, I mean, I think it was two hours yeah. is what it was. You know, on TBS and TNT, they don't need to have all that. Um, they've taped everybody ahead of time. They've just gone in a completely. <laughs> yeah, they streamlined it. They streamlined it. And um, so who knows what the Oscars are going to do, but it's going to be pre-taped and very short. And I'm sure all the actors will stay mum about their winning until the air date. That'll be, That'll be interesting to see if anybody accidentally lets I know, it go. I know. I <laughs> know. They accidentally said They won't that. like that. All right, yeah. listen, when we come back, it's uh, time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hey. Let's talk some dirt. All right, let's do it. Well, this a little bit. Uh, Sarah Silverman is issuing an apology to Paris Hilton. After mocking Paris Hilton at the MTV Awards back 14 years ago. So this has been kind of bubbling up. You know, I think that the cultural conversation has been reflecting on the 2000s and the way that celebrities were treated during that time, framing Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. And and Paris has a, a podcast now. I love that she names everything after herself. This is Paris. Oh, yeah. 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 She's sliving. That is what yes. Paris Hilton likes to say. Uh, so the podcast, Paris Hilton's podcast is mm-hmm. called This is Paris. And she was talking earlier this week about how she's still angry with Sarah Silverman, calling her jo- jokes disgusting, cruel and mean. I think that there was a video, uh, an interview that Paris Hilton was doing with somebody, maybe a radio station back in the 2000s, where a fan pointed out that the hosts were treating Paris Hilton with the misogynistic undertones and not allowing her to actually talk about what she wanted to talk about on there. And Paris Hilton was like, basically like, yeah, you know, you're right. This interview wouldn't happen in 2021. So I think kind of going along those lines. I think it was the David Letterman, too. Yeah. uh, There was just a lot of stuff resurfacing. Yeah, there is. Well, geez, now I'm interested in This is Paris. I guess, you know, because she always has played a role. Yeah. In her interviews, you know, she's a good guest. She goes along with whatever. I mean, she kind of is a pro that way. Yeah. Well, and you can watch a lot. The They have it on YouTube. I watch a lot of that of her clips because it's her and her sister Nikki talking about it. And it's when Paris wants to be open and insightful, she can be. And it's so enthralling. But she talks specifically about a time she was on Letterman and yeah. it was like right after she got out of jail or not right after, but maybe... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. A couple months, and she kept saying no, but she, then she said on her podcast, she said, I had a perfume, and I thought I'll do it, but I'm going to just say, make the David not bring up my arrest yeah. as a condition, because they make those conditions, and she'd been on his show before, 
And because she'd been honest, he broke it with her. You know, they'd promised not to. He promised not to. Broke it, and she said, and then he wouldn't let up. Yeah. And she said, and I didn't know how to do it and how mad. And then he later he called and he apologized, realized what an a-hole. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw a clip of Lindsay Lohan on David Letterman that resurfaced from around the same time. Oh. And you could tell that Lindsay Lohan was clearly uncomfortable talking about rehab, talking mm-hmm. about her arrest. So it must have been a similar situation. Yeah. yeah. Know, and Lindsay Lohan deflected like a pro. Yeah. She really did. She yeah. was killing it in that interview. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, she would know, have known how to do that because acting as a kid and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of times women, we will just sort of take it, won't we? As far as well, I mean, absolutely. As opposed to just calling out David Letterman and being like, "David, you're being a jerk right now." Yeah, right. you said we weren't going to talk we about will, it. Maybe now that's what would have happened to him, right? You know, <laughs> we were living in a different yeah, public relations culture 15 that's years true. ago, and Sarah Silverman is now apologizing for those jokes All on right. her own podcast. She admitted she would never do those jokes today. Sarah Silverman's like, you know, I wouldn't do it. She said, "I came up in a time when talk show hosts." And comedians like roasted people that mm-hmm. were in the audience, right? Were mm-hmm. you know hired to make fun of pop culture and roasting the biggest celebrities and pop culture icons at the time, and nobody was bigger than Paris Hilton. And she says, "So here we are in an awkward world. I'm totally into it. It's how we grow. It's how we change." And mm-hmm. she said she's super down with reflecting on the past and her part in perpetuating really ugly bleep. Yeah. So you know she's just like, yeah, let's talk about it. And so, you know, she's facing it head on Sarah Silverman and taking responsibility yeah, for okay. for her jokes. And so, you know, hopefully that's, Paris that's hears nice. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the way, recommend the Paris Hilton docu-series movie. Well, yeah. I think it's just called This is Paris on, on YouTube. I need to watch that. I meant it's, to watch it and I never did. And I know I would love it. It's so good. And it also shows a side of her, The, the you know how we talked about... Um, Pamela Anderson kind of being in love with being in love. I think Paris Hilton falls in that. It's not the idea of having a lot of boyfriends. She absolutely wants to find that person and her trust issues are, are understandably so up the It's It's watching that go down, I think was, I shouldn't say my favorite part, but just so intriguing mm-hmm. and showing a lot about her personality. Okay. Yeah, you know, we had an understanding of Paris Hilton when she was coming into her own celebrity. Yeah, the simple life. Yeah. We watched that. We had that view. And- yeah, well, it was just like, you know, I was watching... <laughs> I was watching The Hills last night on yeah. Pluto TV, of course, uh, as, as one should on a Wednesday right. night before I went to bed. But reflecting on how there was a dialogue in 2007 and 2008, right around the time of Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. all of these people. And the question was, is The Hills real or is it not? That's right. And then we found out that it wasn't real and Whoa. Right. People were upset. Yeah, people were upset (laughs) that else, Lauren Conrad and Heidi, now they did say in subsequent interviews that the drama in certain moments was definitely real, that the emotions were authentic. However, the whole scenario of the hills was completely manufactured. How could Audrina Patridge live in a $2,000 a month apartment being right. a part-time receptionist yeah, for Epic yeah. Records? I mean, when you really think about it, you're it like, of course like, it was state. Yeah. It was an orchestrated reality show, like an orchestrated boy band or, or girl band or whatever, yeah. something like that. It was completely put together. Yeah. And, but it's like, oh, this is... 
I don't know, like like uh, Bling Empire, you know, yes. like I feel like those people all did know each other that were in that show. And yeah. That felt more like a reality. But the fact they were like, we're going to make it seem like all these guys know each other. I mean, or hang they, out yeah, yeah. when it's like, yeah, these they create we situations. Were, like, I remember being upset. Julia never, ever watched one episode. I just was just like so appalled oh. that she would watch it. And she's like, I have children. I don't. I don't have time, and I had to agree with her. She had a point. She had a point. You know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'll watch this crap first. <laughs> I'll take care of it. I'll do, I'll do my due diligence. Uh, poor Adam Levine. He's lamenting about the fact that there aren't any bands anymore. So uh, Maroon 5, Adam Levine, the singer for Maroon 5, <sighs> he has a new single out called Beautiful Mistakes. And he's saying, reminiscing about Maroon 5's origin, I feel like there aren't any bands anymore, oh, you know? Adam, no, that is just, just like a ridiculous thing to say, dude. Yeah. There are a lot of bands. I would ask, where's your band Maroon 5? Because all you do is use a drum machine and a synth. So maybe he's just thinking about his own band. That's a music burn with some real heat behind it. Yes! That sounds like in the know. Shady dirt. Adam, Adam, Adam. Don't be dissing your own musicians, your club, the group you you belong to. Yes, absolutely. Probably the bands are never going to be more prolific than they are. Absolutely. Goofball. All right. Convenient pickup options available for all your favorite MyTalk shows. Grab them day or night at MyTalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. She has a theory. Well, um, do you guys think that you can tell um, something about somebody based on their peanut butter preference. Do you have a theory that you can you can make assumptions about someone if they like crunchy versus creamy? I have to admit that I find one aspect if you pick you're a superior person. <laughs> Is that wrong? No, no. No, no pressure. No, no pressure. No. And I won't I won't clarify, but I like, mean there is that there is the peanut butter theory. I feel that way with pulp or no pulp as well. Like there are people you're just superior if you pick one version versus over the other. the other. Yeah. All right. Well, this this past Monday was National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Oh, good to know. And um, yeah, there was a, a survey of um, peanut butter with 2,000 Americans. And uh, I had this argument with my husband mm-hmm. about creamy versus crunchy. Yeah. And... I'm then so we did a taste test between Jif and Skippy. Yeah. Blindfolded. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, because I'm a crunchy. Crunchy. I gotta have I'm my... so happy because yeah, I was so nervous you were gonna say creamy. Holly, are you I... crunchy or creamy? Crunchy. Crunchy. Oh, yeah, thank okay. goodness. Okay, okay. Because so, I idolize Lori. Like and the fact okay. that you would have said creamy, I would have yeah. just left because yeah. I don't know what I would do with myself. Well, uh researchers have found out a few things about the difference between the crunchy and creamy peanut butter uh, <gasps> lovers among Tell me, because my husband's creamy and I think less of him for it. Well, okay, but maybe it's okay. Okay. Um, people are first of all, a third of those two thousand people said they're passionate about their peanut butter preference as far as creamy or chunky. Okay. 
Passionate. Passionate is a pretty extreme pretty word extreme. for this. And um, here's what uh, people uh, said. If you prefer crunchy peanut butter, odds are that you're an extrovert. Mm-hmm. That's that true you for us. are a that night a owl. <laughs> and that's also a lie. And that you are a more optimistic person. You have a cheerier outlook on life. I think I, that applies. The crunchies. Here's the creamies. If you love creamy <laughs> peanut butter, the odds are you're an early bird. 35% of the lovers are uh, of creamy are early birds. And 33% are introverts. And um, creamy people are judged more than the crunchy peanut butter people. Oh, good. There's judgment yes. around creamy butter lovers. Um, two out of three people admit they... When they are asked on the spot, do you like crunchy or creamy? Which one really better? They say they feel pressure to pick crunchy really? to Aww. fit in. <laughs> I don't help. I don't and, help. And fifty per, only fifty percent of Greg, crunchy fans felt any kind of anything. They're, they're very yeah, crunchy hands down. I gotta have the crunch. So oh, that's and so Holly, do you feel they obligated? both love animals okay, equally? Good. Oh, good. The oh, peanut good. that doesn't matter regardless of what kind of a. Um, dogs or cats, it doesn't matter. Okay. Everyone loves grape over strawberry. Whoa. For your PB, PBJs. Yeah, I would do strawberry. I would do strawberry too. Yeah, I hate the grape, but grape goes better with creamy. Strawberry goes better with crunchy. Interesting. That's what I think. I will do the grape. I think that's why crunchy lovers never like grape because grape doesn't go good with the crunch, but the strawberry somehow does. I don't, I think the, like the Barberry purple. Barberry making it up on the spot. No, I think the t- purple grape, no thank you. But like if you buy like where people make it and it's that clear grape one, I'm down with that. Holly, okay. do you feel obligated you should switch to creamy since you feel like you associate more with those feelings? Well, no, just because I'm a curmudgeonly shut-in doesn't mean that I'm going to change my <laughs> peanut butter preference. That's right. That just does not. Crunchy mm-hmm. all the way. Yes. Right and creamy not. people are teased like <gasps> the, I, more about it. They're yes, given crap about it. As we should. So, you know. I've have to, I have to admit, since my, my husband eats peanut butter con- like every yeah. day, I have to accept that most of the time I just eat creamy out of laziness. Like, right. I'm not going to keep my own. Right. So, I... I get it. I eat both, but I do like Jeff. Even though when I did the taste test, I preferred Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> this is enthralling. That was really disappointing because Casey was like, we had a money bet and we did the blindfolds. And we. And had, what did he pick too? He picked the Jeff. So you guys both picked... The opposite of, of what, what we said. Yeah, no, Wild. I was like, oh, that is so good. That's so much more peanutty. And it was the Skippy, but I'd never buy the Skippy. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> Why am I so stubborn? I don't know, but you can't change now. You've no. committed. Well, what about the peanut butter that you have to stir with the oil on no, top? No, that is not peanut butter. I draw the line at that crap. I, I That is... No, no, no. Now that is see. Uh, we, me, and my husband fight all the time. He likes. Does he like the natural? Peanut butter? I like the natural oh. peanut butter, and so he doesn't. It's not even peanut butter. Well, I mean, okay. not really. Not I mean, really. Here's the thing: we add honey on the top of ours, so we don't need it to have sugar already in it. Okay, but enjoy the sugar. <laughs> 
Enjoy. <laughs> the so I want just sugar. Normal. That's what makes it taste good. I want. I want just. I want All the right. only ingredient to be peanut butter or peanuts. Well, then why don't you get out there and stamp on your own peanuts? I'm gonna, Lori. And just make Lori. your own. Dust and then but get some olive. Here's what I'm going to recommend you do, Lori, though. Right. Okay. This may change your life. Okay. Interesting. Go to the co-op mm-hmm. and find the peanut butter machine where you push the button and it just takes whole peanuts and it grinds them up on the spot and oh, you really? get the all-natural peanut butter, no oil on the top. You can also do it with almonds, too, How depending do you on where it? you go. Oh, it gets all... It gets all buttery. It does, and it has a light crunch. Okay, it's so good. I, all right, I have now to, that does sound really good. I know, and I'd like to watch that. I also, yeah, I'd like to watch that. I also really like. I'm afraid to ask why. I don't, know, I don't know why. I don't have a lot going looks, on. It looks like poop swirl. I don't know. Peanut oh, okay. butter swirl. What's I can't. Going on? I can't explain my needs and wants. Um, but also, does it swirl out like a DQ um, ice cream cone, like that kind of a swirl? It has more of a plop quality to oh, it. Oh, I'll take a plop. Oh, God. I'll take a plop. All right. Well. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what I really like, too? I switch it back and forth. Like, they have this thing called Nutso, which is like 10 different nuts that they grind all together. And that's really good, too. Is it a yeah. natural, one of the natural yes, ones? It's I got to get on the natural bandwagon, No, I don't ladies. know. You're making, I don't know. Don't switch up now. It's not like you're going to. But I am intrigued at Holly's, like the next time I was be at, would they have it at Whole Foods? Uh, Or would I I have to go to the co-op, like Seward Co-op or something like that? Definitely a co-op. Can't speak to Whole Foods. Yeah, okay. Oh, Holly, so I suppose Trader Joe's doesn't have it. No, no. plopping at Trader Joe's. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> They've got cookie butter, though, yeah, which they is do. pretty good. Okay, here's another theory. I have always had this theory. I have always said, no matter where you live or how small it might be or big it might be, that everybody has a cleaning black hole area in their living space that they just don't see anymore. They don't know how to deal with it. Do you think that we all have a a room that's always a mess? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also it's wild too, because your significant other has a different one than you do. And yeah, that's so you- very inconvenient. <laughs> it is very inconvenient when they point it out and you go, well, <laughs> I don't know the last time I vacuumed that rug. Yeah. Well, I have no idea. We are all together, America, because this was a survey and it found eight out of 10 Americans admit to having at least one cleaning black hole, an area that is never clean, never organized, yeah. and very ignored. And they just call it a cleaning black holes. Common areas are maybe a closet, part yeah. of a garage, a basement. A man cave, a gal cave, anywhere yeah. where one of your kids. What do you has think your What do you think your black hole is? I have a black hole room, and it is Casey's son's, uh, his boyhood bedroom, or yeah. you know, the bedroom that he was yeah. in um, from seventh grade on. And it is. It's just got books exists. and sandals and ski clothes and nightgowns and important papers and junk and shoes and um, projects that I've meant to get to. Absolutely. I love having a black hole room. It's lovely. But I keep the door shut to that room closed. Absolutely you do. Yeah. You don't need that. I feel lucky to have an entire room. Yeah, my I have a closet. I'm not on your level yet. <laughs> so 
Someday I'll get a room. I have a closet in my office that the only thing it exists for is like. I don't know if Holly has this now because she moved. So you might not. You oh, might have yeah. gotten rid of the black hole you had at your other place. But maybe a new one has arrived. Oh, yes. Even emerged, in the form of a junk drawer. In Out of the darkness emerged the built-in shelf. Okay. Oh, yeah. Built-in for where, sure. Yeah, where the mail and the like receipts and the things it all yeah. ends up there. Yeah. You need it. You need it. Honestly, you need it in your well, life. Well, it's just something that we have. We have a common struggle when it comes to reappearing messes. It's just it's habit. There's also something called the laundry chair. Um there's the paper pile. There's a junk bowl. Of course the old junk drawer. You need the drawer. I'm sorry. A 82% happy percent of us have a cabinet that's just designated for our storage containers, like for oh, absolutely dishes, or I mean for uh, yeah, dish leftovers. Like, yeah, like Pyrex and things like that. But it is the 57 plus crowd that has an 82 percent of saying yes to having a bag bag. A bag bag. I have a bag closet. It's really bad. Is it? Okay. A bag bag. A bag bag where they have a bag that they put all their other bags in. Are we talking purses or plastic bags? Plastic. Yeah. yeah. You need a bag bag. What am I, an animal? I need a bag bag. bag. bag, But But that's when I have a bag closet for those bags. bags. Not for my purses. I got a tub for the purses. I got a whole closet for those stupid paper bags. All right. So it's not just the older. People do keep their damn bags. And I have to shut it fast enough so that the bags don't (laughs) Don't come pouring out out like in a Marx Brothers movie. (laughs) Oh. Oh, man. That is bleak. All right. Well, there's yep. our theories for the day. We'll be back with the rest of the stories. There we go. God, I, that song gets referenced in more television shows and stuff. I know. It'll uh, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. Um, my stepsister was obsessed with Hanson and had... It looked like a serial killer's room because she had so many posters, so many cut out, like jaggedly cut out pictures. It was like the man wall, but yet like psychotic and like spread out a little bit more. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it was terrifying Did to walk in her room. Did see them then when they were grown ups? No. Like, people were upset. I mean, I know people. Well, I feel like I saw them. Because she was so young when she yeah. liked them. And then by the time I think she got old, I think she's like, traumatized because we probably made fun of her quite a bit. But man, she had a bird, too. And it was like, that's the scariest room ever to go into. Oh, Don't my. go into Lauren's room. Zodiac killer or tween? That's <laughs> right. A little of both. That's a right. little of both. Um, is anyone watching the Allen versus Pharaoh HBO documentary? Holly, you are? I am watching you are, it. Yeah. And there have been two episodes. I'm going to catch up so I, I can be, well, I, I can't say I'll watch it on Sunday night. I will be Oprah and and uh, Meghan Markle. But um, I'm wondering what, if you think, it, you know, is it good? I, I know it's a, people go, oh, I know that story. and But I don't know. I, what do you think? Well, I can, well, there are parts of the story that, I don't think any of us were privy to because Whoa. Alan versus Pharaoh has a lot of personal video footage and anecdotes with from their the family words with their own words. And it really goes into graphic detail. So if you don't want to know those things or yeah. have those things in your life, don't so, then it. don't watch it. Okay. But if you are interested 
in this story and you have been, it's definitely worth watching now, understanding that this is the story of Dylan Farrow Mm -hmm. and Mia Farrow. Because I have heard some of the criticism of it is like, well, it doesn't really give Woody a fair shot, but that's not the point, I think, of what the filmmakers are trying to say. Mm. Is it it Woody Allen's own words, too? Well, yeah, you know, they have video recordings of Woody Allen and telephone calls. They have excerpts from his memoir that just came out last year. Okay, that's the part that I think that they think that they can sue these documentary filmmakers on that they excerpted his audiobook oh. without his permission. It'd be interesting to see legally where that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you would have thought that would have already been out, that they would have stopped it before it ever got to HBO. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, the legal rights are with the publisher or something like that. So I don't really know. So it's Woody in his own voice yeah. in his book where he writes about all this stuff. And I bet they told him not to write about it. His lawyers. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they just always take great advice. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it it frames and contextualizes Woody Allen, where he was and how he has been in popular culture. And it does a really good job. You know, one of the things in episode two of Allen versus Pharaoh that I think they do really well is that they revisit the movie Manhattan, Mm. which is one of his most celebrated movies. And they put it into context in a way that perhaps shows that Woody Allen has always been fascinated by the dynamic of really young women and yeah. older men. Mm. And so putting that in... Because in, Mary was... Uh, I mean, maybe was she like 16? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and she was, he was really like young. 40. Yeah, he was in his 40s. So, you know, yeah. from a, yeah. that cultural point of view, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd recommend it if you're not yeah. really interested in it. Okay. But it's worthwhile to hear Dylan's story. All right. You do. Yeah, I think it is interesting. It's one of those ones where you just think like maybe the, my, you know the story because it's there's yeah, we've, but, it's been in I, we've known about it. Yeah, I, I remember how shocking it was when it happened. When, yeah. when it happened that he he he's going off with his his bonus uh, daughter. I that, know. I mean, I know he wasn't the adoptive father of Sunni. That was Andre Previn. Yeah. But it was like, just like just, yeah, a lot. And it I, was a lot because I remember <laughs> thinking, Oh my God, that would be like me. You oh, put it in your own context no, of no, your family. I have a step. Yeah. No, 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 I also no. Thought, okay. These two always were weirdos. I, you know, Mia and Woody, they lived across the street from much other in like matching, not matching, but fancy brown. Brownstones, and he lived in one, and she. Yeah. Lived in, I mean, it was like so bizarre. It's just like the Michael Jackson one, where it yeah. is going to take me to just formally. I'm never going to be in the mood to watch it. That's the thing, yeah. because it's so yeah. you know, it's so much. We're like ah, icky. Oh, I don't love I it. I kind of want to watch it only because I followed the story for so long. Well, yeah, I feel like it would be like not watching something on Natalie Woods or something. And I, I, I think I know. just have to formally say I'm going to watch this at this stage. Because that's what I had to do about the Michael Jackson one, because I'd always sit down and say, oh, but this is going to hurt my heart. But oh, it's like, you know what? You just Neverland. Yes. And I'm so glad I watched it. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I watched it. I just have to like force yeah, myself know. to sometimes look at the stuff I don't always want to look at. Yeah. Well, that's why that show's only on once a week. Yeah. Four yeah. episodes. So yeah. there's two more episodes of Alan versus Pharaoh. That's on Sunday night. But again, what yeah. are we watching on Sunday night? We are watching CBS. Yes. And Oprah and uh, Harry. Yeah, well. Speaking of CBS, boy, they're glad that they have this other story because it came out that. CBS had to pay millions of dollars in a legal settlement uh, with an actress that Les Moonves had um, 
you know, said, give me sexual favors and I'll get you any TV show you want. Yeah. Basically harassed her. Anyway, CBS like leaked her name. Oh, great. So they were in violation of the non-disclosure and this actress has gotten a lot of money, but he was really, my gosh, he was unbelievable, Les Moonves. The things, mm-hmm. the just... things that he did and stuff. And he stepped down in 2018 after Ronan Farrow um, published this explosive article with names, named sources mm-hmm. of all the heinous ways that Les Moonves bullied and her sexually harassed people into like giving him, uh, you know, doing sexual favors for him. And I think we, and no, like, like that's how that's the price of doing business. It was just like no big deal. So, and you know what? I think like we talked about this when this came out is like we were, we're going to be hearing about these things about women. But Les Moonves' story has been kept very quiet after yeah, that initial I just mean, thing. I just mean like, and, and there's a lot of women he impacted. I'm sure we're going to hear they, more and more. And and, and I they don't know. Should I feel... think he was signing non disclosures and paying money as fast wow. as it was happening. I mean, that's it's the, that's the real deal. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> or Julie Chen. <laughs> Listen to me. All right, see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Job done. Off you go.